Uh, we've got a, a special segment here with um, Anthony Alvarado. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> You've got a, a a pretty cool event coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. And first of all, uh, just to kind of sort of set the foundation yeah. for this, um, you are the founding member and board chair for Rise. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about this organization? Like it, it's a it's a really phenomenal yeah. organization. Absolutely. I really appreciate that giving us a space to talk about Rise Together today. We got started back in 2013, so 10 years ago, hence the reason why we're doing a 10-year anniversary on Tuesday, which I'll talk more about in a little bit. But ultimately what we do is we raise awareness around mental health and addiction to help eliminate the stigma and uh, educate and engage and empower young people to stand up and speak out about the issues they care about. So we've been doing this for 10 years. We've been traveling the country, but most of our work is with teenagers and middle school students here in Wisconsin, where we've educated almost 300,000 students right here in our home state. And so we have uh, great seminars, we have training programs, we have uh, coaching programs and mentorship and volunteer opportunities for young people to get involved to make a difference around addiction mental health. And now is more, probably more than ever uh, important a message is to empower people to get involved and be part of the solution. Because if you don't know, uh, the CDC this last year did make an announcement that we lost over 107,000 lives here in the United States due to the drug overdose. And most of them are due to fentanyl. And with illicit substances uh, being one of the number one public health issues, I think it's more important than ever that we come together to unify, stand in solidarity to help save lives. Um so, the, I mean, this organization, it, it's been around for 10 years, yeah. which a lot of people will think, well, I'm, you know, I'm personally, I'm not, you know, addicted mm-hmm. to anything or something, you know, but it's more than that because it's, it, you can be affected by addiction for people around you, friends, family. That's right. That's absolutely right. Actually, one in, it says about one in three households are impacted by addiction. But if you really look at it, if you look at mental health, mental health is important for all of us. Brain health, we, it is very important and crucial to how we function on a day-to-day basis. So it's important that we take care of one of the biggest muscles in our body, right? On top of that, I think, you know, generally young people know that drugs and alcohol are dangerous. I think one of the things that Rise Together does differently is that we don't approach it like maybe you would approach it in the 90s, right, where you're kind of just spreading this gist say no message while it was a fair attempt we all know that just say no message probably wasn't the most effective way to go but what is an effective approach at least for what we've found is when we create a safe place for people to share story they are encouraged to not only get involved but ask for help for the very first time and i know that's one of the most difficult things for us to do as teenagers and as adults is to ask for help and so our message is really about community and in coming together and building those connections because we live in a world of disconnection and I think young people are falling through the cracks. So Rise Together really has been out there as a grassroots movement working with musicians and artists and creatives to make an impactful story that young people can resonate with, pay attention to, and actively want to get involved because we need them as our next generation to help change what's happening in our community. So Rise Together on Tuesday, September 12th, has a a big, a big it, celebration, September 12th, Houdini Plaza. So downtown Appleton, 5 to 9. It is just another Tuesday, but it's kind of a thing around with Rise Together. Like we always do these epic things on Tuesday. Uh, we were born on a Tuesday, I think. It's obviously September 12th is falling on a Tuesday this year. And we're going to be down there doing spoken word, music, street art, and storytelling. So even for spoken word, a national spoken word artist and friend, Joseph Green is coming in from D.C. We also have local um 
advocate and storyteller Alex Shotton. We used to speak with his mom, um, which is pretty wild that years later, now he's in recovery and he just came out with a book with Lifted Poets Society. And I've seen him perform at the Tarleton and have him come here and perform. Um, it's just really an amazing experience. We have some new storytellers that are joining Rise Together this next coming up year. So we're going to be featuring Nicolette. She's from Milwaukee. She's going to be doing a drive-in with uh, all the car enthusiasts she's a part of. And they're going to be coming to the event to present, which is going to be exciting. Street art by metal eater or trent um trent's been working with like irenio and um, that whole group with paint the city and i got connected with them and he's going to come on through and do some some art for us just like we did at previous events and auction that mural off which is really exciting and then storytelling um, not only includes a new storyteller, but also our ED, Executive Director, Nadine Muscovich. She's a TEDx speaker, but she's also been leading the organization for the last few years. And she's going to be leading the award ceremony uh, right after the mayor's proclamation. So the mayor of Appleton, Jake Woodford, is coming through and doing a proclamation in honor of National Recovery Month. They're even lighting up the city in purple in honor of that month as well, starting at 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. So, I mean, it's quite the celebration. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, you know, to be honest with you, like, <laughs> me and my fiance were like, should we do a 10-year? And I don't know. There's there's a lot that's happened since 2020. Unfortunately, I lost a son um, in 2020 due to an accidental overdose to fentanyl. Um, it was a Percocet, and he was very educated and supported. He found us... Uh, himself in a very difficult position during the pandemic where he's isolated and disconnected and I think struggling with mental health and um, unfortunately he lost his life and part of us coming back and doing this is is actually unbelievable to me to be honest I never thought I would be doing this again talking about rides together after losing a son I thought I would just kind of close the doors and and call it a day I just spent you know almost 10 years in my life trying to make a healthier Appleton for my children to grow up in and I lost my child from the very thing that I was trying to prevent it was really kind of flipped my world upside down and I'm still picking up pieces today and figuring out how to grieve and to heal and to take time for myself and now that I have taken time to heal and grieve and I think I've become more resilient and I think I've become more intentional with what I'm trying to accomplish even with Rise Together but especially at home personally I'm preparing to have a baby I'm preparing to get buried next year my life is changing and super exciting and this is just a small piece of what we get to do to bring back to the community and say hey look we want to honor everyone that has helped us get here uh, over the last decade we want to shine light on those that are making a difference and we also want to have fun because what we're talking about it isn't easy right overdose deaths uh, suicide i mean these are some of the number one public health issues amongst teens and, and young adults and to talk about that typically it's stigmatized and it's isolated and it's silent conversation where people just remain sick in that silence and then people unfortunately usually end up losing their lives when they're silent so if we can break that silence by coming together in solidarity and celebrating with great music a little bit of food. It's Taco Tuesday. Come down and get some some tacos with Diablo's Tacos. You know, come listen to Crucial Moves. You know, hardcore punk band. Those are friends of mine. I used to be neighbors to Dan. You know, so and Trace I used to work with uh, when he was a videographer over at Custom Offsets. So he did our. Um, food cars and coffee events a couple years ago and you know so these are friends of mine that are coming together for us it's unbelievable frankie joe she's been doing that thing for what since 11 years old singing all over the place and now has the frankie moscato foundation raising awareness around suicide prevention she's gonna come through and do some great covers and then we have jd and cutter uh, it's a jam band basically but you know cutter has been such a great friend over at 94 7 and wapl and they've shined light with us around mental health for years every probably about six seven times we've been on the radio with them talking about these important initiatives and i think having those guys come through and play some classic rock it's just kind of really nice to see everyone just come together and say you know what we believe in this message we're there for you too and so we pulled this celebration together in like 90 
90 days, and I think it's going to be a blast. <laughs> well, it's, I love it because it, it, it is a topic that mm-hmm. some people just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, depression, suicide, you know, drugs. Yeah. But this event that's going on Tuesday, and even though the, the topic is, you know, it seems dark at first glance, yeah. it's, it's, you know, rise together. Right. And, and it's, it seems like a really fun family event. Exactly. We, Crazy it, Sweet was doing something there too? Yeah. So we have, um, so we have a couple, like we have a little kids corner that we're going to be doing, um, my sweet and easy, and they are hooking us with some yard games. We actually have a couple of other activations. We're going to have a storytelling wall. We're going to have some exclusive Rise merch. Um, we even have some kind of recycled merch that we uh, created, which is really exciting from a local uh, enthusiast that is supportive of Rise. And, you know, we also were going to have some important initiatives too. So Start Healing Now is also going to be coming through with their overdose aid kits and providing Narcan, uh, Narcan education. Narcan actually stops overdoses from happening and can save lives. And so they're gonna be providing about 100 different units out into the community to hopefully you know, connect with individuals that are um, find that useful. And so not only is there gonna be fun activities, food and music, but there's also gonna be important activations and education and you also get connected with resources, which we'll have there. And so, I mean, you've, it's gonna be at Houdini Plaza, so are you yep. gonna have that whole that whole area be, so yeah. it's going to be contained in the yeah the whole, whole little that whole little grassy spot down there the outdoor um stage and everything now you know september in wisconsin sometimes weather gets a little wild so like every other day it's like it might rain or might not rain so what we've decided to do is have a backup spot working with dave willems over at willems marketing and they're hooking us up with gibson hall so as right. a backup if we get rained out please still show up to Gibson Hall. But regardless, I mean, we're going to be at Houdini Plaza. It looks like we're going to get some light rain around the afternoon, and then it's going to be beautiful in the evening when we're doing the event. So, People that might not be able to make it to the, the festivities Tuesday and they want to you know, get involved or help, is yep. there a way that they can Yeah, absolutely. Support? Absolutely. I think there is an important initiative. We are looking to have you know, the ability to have people come through and donate. Um, we have a really important initiative next year. We are going on a 10-city um, speaking tour with all of our uh, key speakers and impacting over 25,000 youth. We're also looking to, this next year, do some fundraising to have a, a new office location in the Appleton area and create a headquarters for Rise Together. I think for us to exist for the next 10 years, we're going to need a place called home. We've been so remote and, and working across the country, just traveling hundreds of thousands thousands of miles and now that we're back and here if you go to weallrisetogether.org you can go to the take action section and immediately get involved you can also go to you know the support section and donate and that'd be really appreciated what gave you the idea like to to start this organization i think it's like such a it's selfless thing to do yeah like it and it's such it's an overwhelming thing too like Mm -hmm. what kind of convinced you to, to take the first steps to start this? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when I was, it was like 2012, I was kind of in a rough spot myself. I'm in recovery and I've been on this recovery journey for the last 15 years. And over the last 15 years, it's looked different, you know? And during this period of time in 2012, I was struggling and um, going back to drinking and kind of a mess, you know what I mean? And I finally found, um, you know, some hope and some resilience and a message of recovery that I read um, by one of the other co-founders. And we connected immediately um, over his story that played in the papers all across the state of Wisconsin. And we got together and we realized that we had lost an immense amount of friends and family members. And 
we decided to get together with some individuals in recovery and share our message of hope in hopes that we could tell people that while maybe overdose tests were at an all-time high, suicide was at an all-time high, and some of these problems in the community were just kind of you know, putting our next generation at risk, that's a scary conversation. But what I didn't see is that recovery is possible. So we started going out and just, we had no idea what we were doing, by the way. Like, we just literally started going out and saying, we're sick and tired of friends and family members dying. Those statistics that you see in the paper, those aren't just numbers. Those are our friends. And so we think that we should stand up and give a voice to the voiceless and tell people that recovery is possible. So that's what we started to do. We went to street corners and parking lots, and we had these speakers, and we're speaking on the back of trucks. And also, we're invited everywhere jails, prisons, conferences, and before you know it, we're rallying at the state capitol and screaming rise together and pushing for legislative change. And we went to the nation's capitol and we started kicking down doors and you know pushing on people to extend initiatives that would help save lives, such as Narcan. And you know, over the years we've been able to do some phenomenal work. But I think, you know, for us as in recovery, we started to see ourselves in the young people that we were serving. And that's where we thought that we could make the biggest difference. We also, you know, for me as a father, you know, knowing uh, my children growing up, you know, in that eighth grade kind of era where drug use starts. And so there was problems going on at home too. So for me, it was also one of those things where I thought getting more educated around addiction and mental health would be extremely helpful to help support my family members who have been impacted by addiction and mental health for generations. We have generational trauma in my family. My parents struggle with addiction. I lost my father and my son within two years, one to alcoholism, my dad, and one to an accidental overdose or poisoning, my son. And that is just two out of the many family members we've lost, even over the last five years. So for me, I was just kind of tired of just not seeing kind of this push forward that, hey, let's come together. Let's talk about this. Let's support each other. And you know what? People told us, like, in the beginning, they were like, (laughs) you're not going to make a difference by telling your story. Nobody wants to hear from an addict. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm a human first. Addiction is just a part of my story. So I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means to me is that because I'm a recovery, I have a strong foundation where I can be a father. I can be a friend. I can, I'm a college grad. I am a responsible member of this community. I'm not perfect. But man, the progress that I've seen in my own personal life. And you know that has helped, I think, change some lives in my family. And I hope that this work is inspiring to others. And it is definitely inspiring to me and gives me a reason to wake up every day. You know, after losing a son, especially coming back to this work, I was bitter at first and angry because, I mean, think about it. I'm out there working with young people the same age that my son, you know, passed away at. And so how can I not see that, you know, going forward? So for me, when I'm back out there now, which has been new, educated 6,000 students in the spring um, in Illinois and over in Virginia. And we said, you know what, this is working. We're encouraging young people to ask for help and to um, get involved. And so we're not... We're not going out there and just sharing story. We're out there creating advocates for change. It rise together, really a statement of unity and strength, you know. And so it's ever since we actually first came out, uh, Chad Brady, a local mural artist, helped us create this singular logo, right? And he grew up in Seattle and um, kind of up through the Portland area too and saw a lot of the straight edge movement kick off. And so when we, that, like 11 years, almost 11 years ago now, we were talking about the logo and we originally it was wild because we had this kind of like, this very like rise up, 
rise against kind of like fist in your face kind of feel you know what i mean and like our logo is just nasty logo just all over the place like this singular logo it looked like some group you know what i mean was just coming into town and and crazy uh, creating some havoc and the truth was is that we were kind of running around like a little entourage you know like we had a group of people that would show up at events with tattoos ripped jeans and stories of recovery and we would just share from our heart and you know what was interesting is that no matter where we went a message of hope and and recovery resonated with everyone like i i remember being at the winnebago mental health institute and getting a standing ovation in front of a group of individuals that was far different than i was not only from a diversity perspective but also just from a background perspective and when i started to see like how messages of hope and storytelling can reach all people regardless of the differences that may play in part in that room i started to think well, this is it then, right? Like this is where you get into a space and you encourage people to use their story for good. Look, we all have a story. And I think for me traveling across the country, I think there's a lot of people that hope that there's going to be a program or funding that's going to fix all the things that are going on in the community, especially around suicide, addiction, and some of these other public health issues. But the truth is, is that we need people. And so I was asked on the radio recently in the last interview I did, like, how can we show up? And you asked it earlier. And I think showing up at this event, yeah, it'd be cool because, like, it's my nonprofit and our team would really appreciate it. But at the end of the day, like, the mission is more important than Rise Together in the senses of, like, what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to save lives, period. And we're trying to do that by making connection to the community, by sharing story and encouraging people to ask for help. When you're, you're speaking in front of schools or or groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's already a, a thing that a lot of people fear, right? Like getting in front of a group, but you're getting in front of a group and you're sharing like very highly personal things, yeah. including, you know, the death of your son and your father, which mm-hmm. is something I can't imagine. But yeah, I mean, do you sense like a, a connection with, with the people you're talking to, like the kids, do you think that it's registering with them that, I mm-hmm. mean, this is something they should be thinking about and yeah, they, I think so. I think, you know, I kind of laugh about it sometimes. I mean, we all remember different presentations and whether or not they were effective. And a lot of times I get pushback from schools that, hey, a school speaking program is not an effective approach. And I think the reason is, though, is because a lot of times what has happened, I think it's a lot of uh, top-down information. You come into a classroom and you just speak to students. It's a different approach than if you're an interactive educator, right? I'm an interactive educator. I drive conversations with young people. They're part of the discussion. So it's more of a discovery, you know, like let's get to a place of understanding together that this is a problem. If we can get a unified message around that, then we can start encouraging young people to get involved. And what I found is that we started to do uh, some research with the University of Wisconsin, Madison, and then also now that's extended to Penn State College of Medicine. And we've had over 3,000 student testimonies. We've surveyed over 10,000 students here in Wisconsin. And they generally say about 80 to 90% of those students say that the programs that we're doing are effective and leaving a positive impression on them and making a difference. And the way that they're making a difference is that we're driving people to ask for help to pick up resources but then also driving people to be involved in our programs so now students are coming to us and saying i want to share a story because i have one too so we teach young people how to share their story we're just at marion university with a group of students and they were seniors and we were able to educate them over the summer on storytelling for example really great stuff there's other students that come and say hey look i have a story but i'm not comfortable to share it in front of a group pretty common right it is kind of a scary thing i never thought i would be in front of groups by the way i've spoke up to like eight thousand people at a time and I still get nervous about it, which I think is a good thing. But regardless, you know, students will come back and say, hey, I have a lived experience, though. 
how can I be there for my peers, right? So we teach them and train them in a certified coaching program called Discovery Course. So we train teenagers how to coach their peer teens. And that's um, kind of unprecedented, right? And that's that right there just already shows me that while not every student pays attention and not every student is going to find this important at the time, I do have students reaching out years later literally telling me like, hey man, when you came to school, I was checked out. You know, I didn't think it was really an important message. I thought it was just gonna be another just say no message, drugs are dangerous, yada, yada, yada. But I remember you shared your story with passion and with heart and with sincerity, confidence and confidence. And I heard it, but now it's resonating with me today because I'm struggling with my mental health and I'm asking for help for the very first time. And I'm going into treatment. And I just wanna thank you for being at my school years ago because it's motivating me today. So I always look at it as we're just there to help save and impact one person in hopes that it creates an impact on more, of course. But yes, in short, I've seen young people share their story with us. Thousands of students stand up and say, this is what I hope for the future. I'm speaking out louder because, or right now, my story matters, right? It's okay to ask for help. Students, if you go to our website, weallrisetogether.org, and you check out our socials, I mean, you have just hundreds and hundreds of smiling faces of students just saying, hey, we're standing up and we're part of this too. They're part of the movement to make a difference. What, what does it take besides money to run an organization like this? I think compassion is probably one of the biggest things. Understanding a uh, place of non-judgment. We're we're contact. We get in contact with so many different students that have been through so much. That goes much deeper than just the surface level of of coping with drugs and alcohol or self harm or anything like that. And, you know, I've talked to students that have faced massive amounts of judgment, discrimination, abuse. Um, also, just being in a place of loss and misery and heartache. Um, I've gone to communities where the overdose rates are so high that it looks like, you know, people are dead behind their eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just tough, man. You go to some communities and they don't have the resources that maybe the Fox Valley has, and they're struggling. And to come in and to say, you know, it is possible to recover. It is possible to change what's happening in your community, but we need all of you together. And at first, people, I think, are expecting for us to come in and just kind of check a box and fix things. That's not what we're doing. We're starting conversation. Because the truth is, man, most people don't talk about this stuff, just like you said, you know, because it's uncomfortable or we don't know how to talk about it or we're afraid that other people are going to judge us. You know, I do big seminars, right? And I do workshops and small group stuff too. And we'll do awareness campaigns and challenges online. But what's so interesting to me is that this could be talked about um, in nausea. (laughs) And yet... I will go to our public parent presentations that are heavily promoted in the community that we go to, name a place, right? And more often than not, unfortunately, not all the time, but almost 100% of the time, you only got a handful of people in that room. And I can only guess and assume why, but maybe priorities, maybe other things, sure. And let's be honest, how many people are really excited to go on a Tuesday night to talk about drugs and alcohol or mental health issues? But I think that's part of part of the, the issue. We should be talking about it in a way that this is impacting our community. If we have a compassionate heart, we can drive hope, <laughs> you know, and that drives connection. And if you know anything, we're in a we're in a connection pandemic, according to you know the U.S. Surgeon General. We're literally in a place where humans are in a hyper connected world, digitally but in a very disconnected world physically. And that's creating a bunch of issues, feeling like we're not good enough, 
that we're lost and that disconnection is driving us to cope with in some really unhealthy ways. So it's, again, it's like, it's an uncomfortable topic, but I I feel this is is such an incredible thing that you're doing and it it would be great if the community shows up, showed up on Tuesday. (laughs) Right. And and again, it's like there, there's a lot going on. If like I've got, I I plan on bringing my son to this. He's six. I was really excited to see that there's going to be the little kids sections and that the food you don't need to do anything you don't need to cook that day you can no. come down and have tacos like you yep. said taco tuesday listen to a little music enjoy one of the last nights down at houdini plaza because it's september <laughs> you know i mean there's not gonna be too many more nights where we're having live music downtown until the summer until next year so come on down and celebrate with us and mayor woodward's going to do the proclamation to open up the event right yeah so if you want to see that make sure you're down there yep right when you start so we um years ago our five-year anniversary we had our first proclamation for rise together day and so it was really focused on youth empowerment and resilience on the prevention side this year we're, we're still recognizing the importance of those initiatives prevention is what rise together does we're not treatments we're not psychologists we're not providing therapy we're on the education side and the prevention side um, but you know jake woodford coming through and, and giving a proclamation to really exemplify the importance of national recovery month which is september it's a united states you know campaign that has been going on for years that is really important and i think also september is suicide prevention month and so there's so much advocacy that's happening across the country and this is an opportunity for people to come together and advocate and uh, just be together i think there's a lot of people that are going to show up we're even having bev kelly miller uh, with the megan kelly foundation come through and she's going to be showing her quilts of hope and so a lot of messages of hope are going to be down there we're going to have a signing opportunity for you to join the no shame pledge uh, really stating that there's no shame asking for help um, you can get your overdose aid kits you can get your support and resources you come pick up some cool swag some tacos uh, we might have we have some snacks and festival food a coca i think is hooking us up with some coffee or something like that so you know, come on down. You can have something called the Community Impact Awards, too. Can you tell us what that is? Oh, yeah. Be? You know, uh, our executive director is really leading that piece. So uh, thank you for reminding me of that. The Community Impact Awards are actually something that we think is really important because, you know, honestly, as a nonprofit organization, there's been so many people just like this event that have come forward to help out. I mean, this event would not have been possible without all our sponsors and our supporters. But on top of that, the Community Impact Awards are going to individuals that helped us get here. Right. So, for example, our friends over at Start Healing Now is one of the award recipients. And part of the reason we are awarding them is because we've done so much work with them on an advocacy level over the last 10 years. Every time they did a rally, Rise Together was there. And Start Healing Now is also doing an important initiative with the Clinton Foundation as well. The overdose aid kits um, do come with Narcan and other important medical free resources that you can just pick up at any location that the overdose aid kits are at. We're going to have smaller versions of those, but we have, um, I know they have one installed at a Coca coffee shop, for example. So if you want to check that out, you can go check that out uh, at any time. It's going to be there forever. Um, But come on down and and pick up those resources too. I know there's people that are looking to get connected and want to get involved. So come down and take pictures and, and get involved in the campaigns that we have going on. Again, September 12th, 5 to 9 p.m., Houdini Plaza. That's right. Mark it on your calendar. and It's going to be sweet. I mean, spoken word, music, street art, storytelling, marriage proclamation, and a good time for kids. I mean, come on. It's going to be sweet. So come on down. It's going to be a great time. My name is Anthony Alvarado. You can just check us out at weallrisetogether.org.